What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's a victory mm-hmm. Monday here on Locked On Texans. Your Houston Texans beat the Jacksonville Jaguars 30 to 16. And on today's show, we're going to take a look at another rookie from the 2021 draft class who had stepped up. Of course, we're going to talk about the offense and the defense and whether or not the Houston Texans will regret winning this game. Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in Locked On Texans listeners, viewers, and fans. I am John Hickman. Of course, I'm joined by Cody Davis, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Texans podcast. Cody's over there eating a good old W. Just like his boy, Jameis Wilson. Super excited for today's show, and thank you for making the Locked On Texas your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Cody Davis, it's very important to talk about what we saw from today's game. When we look at this 30-16 to victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars, of course, just a recap Monday. I just want to give you guys some stats and news. If you were not able to catch the entirety of the game, the Houston Texans, as mentioned, did win by 14 points. Davis Mills threw for 209 yards. Two touchdowns, one interception. The Houston Texans rushed for 75 yards as a team. Brandon Cooks, you know, one thing about Brandon Cooks was what we were saying, he needs to get targets. Ten targets, seven Mm. catches, 102 yards, and two TDs. And that is what you want to see out of a veteran wide receiver, making that connection and establishing a relationship and chemistry with his rookie quarterback. A couple of things from the Houston Texans, three sacks on the day against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Gary Wallow, who's a player that I can't wait to discuss with Cody and viewers as well. I think you guys should be happy about him. Derek Rivers and Chris Smith also got in on the fun. They had a sack each. And what I saw from the Houston Texans on Sunday, they got themselves a turnover. However, they are still having issues with penalties. I think Malik Collins is a player who has been a very good sign for Houston, but he has to cut down on those penalties. And uh, Farrell Brown also needs to cut down on his penalties. He had a holding penalty on Sunday, his seventh of the year. The Houston Texans had nine penalties for 65 yards. They did win the time of possession, 30 to 29. Didn't need any fourth down conversions. However, the Houston Texans, who have been a very bad team on third down, 10 for 18 on third down efficiencies on Sunday. They had one first down from penalties, one, uh, I'm sorry, eight passing first downs and four rushing total first downs as well on Sunday. And one thing that I love about Houston was they had an opportunity to put points on the board when they were in the red zone, and they did just that. Hmm. And, and John, I know we're going to talk about the offense, and, of course, we're going to talk about Davis Mills, but I would like to save that for the second segment because in this first segment, John, I want to take a look at another rookie from this 2021 draft class who has stepped up in the time of need for the Houston Texans, and, of course, that is a guy that you just mentioned in Garrett Wallow. Now, let me just say this. This is a guy, and I know, John, you're going to get into the whole technical side of things, but I just want to take a look at everything on the surface first. First and foremost, I love how Garrett was able to come in and actually seize the opportunity and establish himself 
as a reliable guy who can actually be a foundational piece for the Houston Texans moving forward, especially when you consider that he actually gave the Texans a much needed boost in the absence of Christian Kersey and Kamu Grugier Hill due to injuries and COVID. He came in, recorded a career high 11 tackles, and he recorded a sack. Now, with all that being said, John and listeners, for the second week in a row, I think we all need to just take a moment and give kudos to Nick Casario because this is a guy who went out given the bad hand that he was dealt. We all know about the bad hand that he was dealt when he took over as general manager going into his first draft. But when you take a look at every single one of these rookies he was able to draft, from Davis Mills all the way down to Garrett, who was the last pick of the 2021 NFL draft. Every single one of these guys has stepped up in a major way. And John, listeners, viewers, I know you might disagree with me, but I do believe that this 2021 draft class could actually be the most impactful draft class since 2017 when the Texans drafted Deshaun Watson and Zach Cunningham. Here's the thing, Cody. I don't think that's really that disagreeable. And I think what's (laughs) happening is – a lot of people are in denial about where this Houston Texan team is because of the 2017 draft class and who they got out of it. They're still stuck on the past. I'm not anymore, right? So let's look at the, the years after that. You go to 2019. Uh, the first two picks were who? Titus Howard and Lonnie Johnson. Titus Howard has been moved around in three different positions. Lonnie Johnson has been switched from corner to safety, corner safety. So they can't be really that impactful when their development hasn't been a priority. We've seen that. Okay. Jordan Akins was also a part of that draft, if I'm not mistaken. What has he been able to do consistently on a consistent basis? Not much. We also don't forget about, uh, was it Jordan Thomas at the Houston Texans, the other tight end that they, that they drafted? No, he's not here anymore. When I look at this draft class, let's do, let's, let's look at the facts really quick before I go back into Wallow. Davis Mills. When, when, it, when your quarterback goes down, he steps up. Got his first win today, by the way, right? Kudos to him. The Houston Texans had a lot of firsts on Sunday. First kickoff return since Jacoby Jones in 2009. First 30-point game since week two against the, the uh, Cleveland Browns. First career start for Garrett Wallow and his first sack as well. And first career win for Davis Mills. I wanted to mention that. But everything else, this is a very impactful rookie class. I agree with you with that. Roy Lopez has been very stout for the Houston Texans, right? Uh, Nico Collins has worked his way into being a number two receiver for this team, has missed some games. I think his numbers won't show how impactful he has been for the development of uh, Davis Mills. By the way, CBS, his name is Davis Mills and not David Mills. (laughs) But getting back to Garrett Wallow, who was the Houston Texans' last last draft pick, in the 2021 draft class and the last rookie to actually get some playing time, significant playing time, right? This is his first start. 11 tackles, one sack, we mentioned that. But you know what was more impressive to me than the numbers, than the sack? Of course, the numbers are very impressive. But the way he played with his technical sound in coverage, he was technically sound in coverage, being able to drop back in coverage, scan the field while standing in his zone, not playing out of his zone, playing smoothly in coverage, uh, the way that he was able to break down before making tackles, not allowing the defender or the ball carrier to, you know, hit him with a couple of moves and gain extra yards. Those were the two most impressive things to me. And I also look back at the 2017 draft class. I look at Zach Cunningham and I say, man, that is what we have been wanting to see from you 
in the development since you came into the league for the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. We now know he's with the Tennessee Titans. We never really got that. We never truly got that. A lot of those tackles Zach Cunningham made, he was a very good tackle. I won't take that away from him. But we're up the field. And he was never really good in pass coverage. With Wallow, I got to tell you, man, just sitting there and watching him drop back and playing his zone, doing his job, and breaking down, that was more impressive to me for number 32. And I think that with the you know the injury, may he may come back from injury with Kamaguji Hill. With three games left, I don't know how this situation with COVID is going to turn out for the Texans or the NFL or the NBA, for that matter, for professional mm. sports. I'm not sure how that's going to turn out, but I don't want to see a significant drop in snap percentage whenever those players come back. I don't. And really quick, and really quick John, before moving on, I do want to mention the 2018 draft class. First off, it's kind of a little bit similar from the draft class of 2021 in terms of whether Houston Texans started their selection, which was in the third round in 2018 when they drafted Justin Reed. After that, that was Jordan Aiken's draft class. And Rounding out the top three of the 2018 draft class, oh, Kiki QT. Oh, <laughs> and, and that's what I look at. We can talk about it very quick. No, let's save it for the rest of the show. But I'm very Bingo. excited to talk about, excuse me, Davis Mills and this offense. Last week, Cody called him a franchise player. I don't, I'm not calling him a franchise quarterback yet. However, I am saying that this quarterback, this young man, you have to build and rock with him for 2022. I think that's fair. So we're going to talk about that, of course, on the other side of the break. But before we get into that, before we move on, I want to let you guys know about Boost Mobile. You listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. And that's why you're here for the Houston Texans. You can switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Get three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line and a free 5G phone whenever you switch so you can get the latest Locked On Texas episodes. All on America's largest 5G networks. More power to save Boost Mobile. Welcome back in Locked On Texans and listeners. Thank you for making the Locked On Texans your first listen every day. Again, we are free and available on all platforms. The offense put up 30 points only for the third time this year, till second time against the Jacksonville Jaguars, first time since week two. A lot of firsts for this Houston team. But overall, Davis Mills got his first career win. And you know, Cody, that really – let me tell you what that did for me before we move on and really talk about it. What did I want? When it was announced, Tyrod Taylor was going to be out and Davis Mills will be the starter for the rest of the season. I wanted points on the board. And I, I wanted I wanted Davis Mills to put points on the board so he really knows what that feels like. Now, he, he you know, he scored touchdowns early when he was getting playing time, but Davis Mills suffered through a lot of those zero-point losses, three-point losses, blowouts where we criticize and talk very bad about his play on the field. How could you be this incompetent? Where is this going? And then we also, a lot of that negativity started to spew towards Tim Kelly. But when I look at Davis Mills, last week only scored 13 points with one touchdown and he left one out on the board. And we all looked at Tim Kelly and said, well, we see what's happening. You sabotage this game. 
right? But we also look at games this year where the Texans, you know, five points against the Cardinals. That at one point against the Rams, they were down by zero into the fourth quarter. And the Rams had a 30 point to zero lead, right? They blow the lead, they blow the game against the Patriots, 40 to zero against the Bills, right? We look at these games and we all looked at Davis Mills and said, excuse me, you may not cut it in the NFL, buddy. And so when he was announced to be the starter for the rest of the year, I just wanted points and I wanted to see him get a win. Did both on yesterday. Two touchdowns to Brandon Cooks, got the win. The offense, I think for the most part, stayed fluid throughout the entirety of the game. There were moments where I looked at Tim Kelly and I was like, well, it's, it's about to happen. But I think they played through it. I saw a much more engaged David Cully on Sunday as well. I, I don't know how much of that played into the factor of them getting a win. But for this offense to go out there and score 30 points for the first time in 12 weeks, that's a very positive sign. Do I think that they're going to do this against the Chargers 49ers or when they close out the year against the Tennessee Titans? I'm not a 100% sure. I would like for them to keep putting up points. I want Davis Mills to get himself prepared for the next year because I think that he will be the number one guy at that position going into, into the 2022 season for the Texans. But offensively, we didn't get much out of the run game. Got 75 yards, which is somewhat of a positive for Houston, knowing that they've had multiple games this year where they've only, you know, they've rushed for under 50 yards in a couple of games, but they ran the ball somewhat decent enough to give their rookie quarterback you know, the opportunity to create plays. One thing that I liked about Davis Mills on Sunday, whenever he got out of the pocket, he made decisive decisions with the ball, whether he's using his feet to move around, stepping up in and around the pocket, and delivering a pass. He had a beautiful pass to uh, Jordan Aiken, dipped right over, dived right over the uh, mm -hmm. defender's head, and Aikens was able to caught it, catch it while sliding. Beautiful play. These are some of the things that we are starting to see more and more frequently out of Davis Mills now that I think he's just very comfortable where he is in his rookie year so far. And as I mentioned, I think it's because there is no Tyrod Taylor coming back. Hmm. And he knows I can go out there and kind of play free will. I can just play my game, play my game. And it's showing a little bit with his confidence and how he's getting others involved. John, to be honest with you, what we have been seeing from Davis Mills these last two games, I honestly don't think it has anything to do with the possibility of Tyrod Taylor coming back. I think it's probably more so, A, him getting a little bit comfortable playing football on the NFL level, and B, actually knocking the rust off, because think about it. He only played, what, five games last year, if I'm not mistaken, his, in his last year at Stanford before this season um, went, went to – after before his season ended due to COVID, but he only played five games last year. And, you know, I, I think it's more so him just knocking the rust off. But I, 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 I hate to say this because they were playing against the Jacksonville Jaguars, but I do want people to keep in mind that the Jaguars do have a pretty solid defense, which kind of made Davis Mills' this performance um, a little bit more impressive. But what I will say is this. In Davis Mills, I saw a guy who has showcased something that I wanted to see. And that is continuous growth. 
And yeah. John, you mentioned some of the games that he played before, but I'm actually going to take that and I'm going to flip it and showcase the continuous growth. First and foremost, you mentioned his decision making, his quick decision making. Every time the Jazz, every the Jazz, <laughs> this ain't the NBA. Every time the Jaguars um, put together a bliss package, Davis Mills was able to make quick decisive decisions in order to hit his targets nine times out of ten it was brandon cooks but that is something that he struggled with in the game against the los angeles rams and we saw that improvement on sunday and the carolina panthers and the carolina panthers as well secondly just holding on to the lead regardless of the job that tim kelly is doing of course we all know that the houston texans with davis mills at the hand at the helm blew the game against the New England Patriots. Even though things started to get a little shaky in that second half, Davis Mills kept his composure and he was able to hold on to the lead. The weather, it was pouring down, raining in Jacksonville. We all know what happened when the weather was terrible in the game against the Buffalo Bills. They lost 40-0, to and I believe at that time, everybody, including myself, was calling Davis Mills arguably the worst quarterback in the league. But he was able to keep his composure and make decisions in order to help the Texans sustain this win. And I just wanted to bring those up because it showcased Davis Mills' continuous growth oh and by the way for the very first time in his career he put together back-to-back great performances which shows his consistency and that is something that i wanted to see going into this game however john the run game was terrible as always but what i would say is this rex burkhead he did do a good job helping the houston texans sustaining their drive I don't know if it was luck or I don't know if it was if it was him just finding his rhythm just a little bit in the run game. But every time the Houston Texans needed a uh, need needed a first down or needed some extra yardage in order to help the Texans majority of the time, just keep the ball in order to win the time of possession. He did a very good job moving the chains, even even if it was just for three or four yards. He did a really good job helping the Texans sustain their offense, which is something which possibly ever since week two, maybe week five against the New England Patriots is something that this offense did a terrible job doing. So look, the run game wasn't as good, but it was better than Possibly since week two, maybe since week one of the regular season when they beat the same team. You know, I also want to add the dominance of Brandon Cooks and his leadership for this hmm. uh, for this team right now. Because what we are seeing is Brandon Cooks is about to have another 1,000-yard season. That's not getting talked away. about. 45 yards away. I don't think that's getting talked about nearly enough because considering – he has played with some of the greatest quarterbacks ever to touch the football field, right? And for him to come this year, I got to start my season with Tyrod Taylor. He goes down. And then now I have to find a way to help this team win if they even want to win, even if that's a priority or not, and put up numbers somehow, some way. And he has been doing it sporadically at times, whether or not he's getting the targets or not. But for him to be 45 yards away for a from a one another 1,000 yard season is hmm. phenomenal. It does speak to why he wants to be around and why the Houston Texans should keep him around because he's able to kind of go through this. First of all, you have to reward him going through this re- rebuilding process when you brought him to play with Deshaun Watson. 
That's number one. He definitely needs to be rewarded. I don't know if he's playing for another contract for another team, but Houston should make him a priority. I believe so. He's one of those players that you bring back for next year um, and, you know, get that extension worked out. But, man, has he been huge for Houston in a 3-13 and year. I'm sorry, 3-11 and and year where it ain't a lot of been happy about. I'm not really happy about too much, but you can't be happy about the productivity of Brandon Cooks. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or better than a candy bar with Bill Bar. Filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in 100% chocolate, and amazingly low in calories, sugars, net carbs, and fat, however high in protein, you get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. The best part about Bill Bar is you can use this as a boost to battle and bust down those mall doors while you're battling holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in an endless shopping line, Bill Bar can give you that extra something you need to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or purse. You never know where you're going to need it. Go to Bill.com. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BillBar.com. And I also want to let you guys know about BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered all season with more props and more odds and more lines than ever before as football season continues to march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all of sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use your promo code locked on to receive your bonus. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet Online is where the game starts. Thanks for making the Locked On Texans your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, is free and available on all platforms. Listeners and Cody, I think there's a very important discussion. We as Texans watchers, fans, uh, us in the media, guys at home, guys that travel to the stadium. I think anybody that's involved or wants to talk about the Houston Texans, there's a topic we need to discuss. And that's whether or not the number one or the number two pick is really worth, I think, the damage control that this team is having to do now will continue to have to do of losing. Now, I've seen this conversation on social media a lot. Cody and I have had this conversation in private via text message. And I've had this conversation with different people, whether or not the number one pick should be the Houston Texans main priority. And that number one pick would be a main priority if you were getting a no doubt, clear cut, this will transcend your franchise player. And I can make the case the last time the Houston Texans were in that position, they drafted a player, Jadavion Clowney. However, he did not turn out to be what we thought he would be. Not for our franchise because he didn't make it to the extension, right? So we didn't even keep him around after his rookie deal. Now look at this draft. I've seen the Kenny Pickett should go number be the number one quarterback to go off the board. I've seen the Adrian Hutchinson, Kevion Thibodeau. Some people may believe, depending on who has that number one pick, whether it's the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, they may look at Neil, the, the lineman out of Alabama. But for you people who are Wishing the Texans lose only for the simple joy of having that first pick in every round, especially the first pick in the first round. I got to ask, why is that your motivation? Because we've seen number one picks not work out. 
We've seen number one picks either not work out for their franchise and they work out for someone else, or we see them not work out at all. And that's just a fact. This is all very – it depends on where that player is landed, the playing style of that player compared to the play, the coaching style of the coach, and if the NFL just is in their favor to work out. Sometimes we see talented players come in the league and it just doesn't work out. But a lot of you guys are just hoping and the Texans should lose and lose and lose and lose. What are you losing for? Because if they draft that, that player at number one or number two, do you think that player is going to turn this team around from losing a lot of games next year or the year after? No. And you're already pissed about the amount of losses that you have. Allow yourself to get a win. Enjoy the win. I'm seeing the people mad because the Texans now have – they're out of contention, basically, for the number one pick. And who cares? Who really cares? Especially considering this. Well, Davis Mills has some talent. We've seen it. Brevin Jordan is talented. We've seen it. Nico Collins is talented. We've seen it. Roy Lopez is talented. We've seen it. And we're finally seeing Gary Wallow, who was the last Texan pick in the 2021 draft, have some talent. And none of those guys were first-round picks. None of those guys were second-round picks. The very first pick Nick Casario had was in the, in the third round at 67. And so do I trust him in free agency based off what we have with this past uh, free agent offseason? No. No, I don't. <laughs> However, can I give him a nod for drafting? I can. Now, that is what Nick Casario has been good at for 20 years when he was in New England. It's drafting. He was a part of that scout department for years. And during that scout department, during I want you guys to go look at how many times the Houston, I'm sorry, the New England Patriots, and I hate to bring them up, hit first round picks and picks everywhere else. Hmm. You guys got to stop. You guys got to stop doing that, man. They are not going to be a good team. I'm sorry. They, 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 they are not a good team. I get that. But tank it for number one where there's no assurity. No, you can't you, – you can't – there's a lot of can't-miss prospects that you still miss out on. It ain't Andrew Luck coming out. It ain't RG3 coming out. It ain't Trevor Lawrence coming out. It ain't – none of those guys are coming out. And you would you would only do that, I think, for a quarterback. You don't, you don't take everything for a, a defensive end or a, a premier running back. or a, I don't think you do that. You win the games you can win, and the rest you gonna lose. We gotta deal with it, but you don't. You don't just say, "Ah, screw the season and let's lose." If it's not for a quarterback, and I gotta tell you guys, some ladies and gentlemen, number four is not walking through that door. Number ten will be here. Embrace Mills. <laughs> embrace Mills, and I, you know what? That may be the last time I bring it up. But you got you guys gotta do a better job of embracing who we have on this roster. They didn't chose. They didn't choose to be here. They are here, and that young man does have some talent. <laughs> yeah, and look, the only reason why I've never been on the tanking train, it doesn't matter if I'm covering the Texans or covering the Rockets, who, of course, they had their little tanking thing last season, it's because it established a losing culture. And look, just because you tank and get the first overall pick, that does not mean your franchise is going to change overnight. Look who the Houston Texans just beat, the Jacksonville Jaguars. They got Trevor Lawrence, and then they're about to turn around. And nine times out of ten, they're going to be the ones with the league's worst record yet again, picking at number 
one. Now, with all that being said, one, just enjoy this victory. Texans fans, uh, even people in the media who's covering this team as well, just enjoy this victory because the Houston Texans has given us a lot of heartbreak since they blew that 24 to nothing lead against the Kansas City Chiefs, which is now going on two years. However, even though people are still hoping and wishing that the Texans have an opportunity to select to, to select Hutchinson or Thibodeau, they're still going to be in the running, especially if they keep that number three pick because the Jacksonville Jaguars, they have a solid defense, and it seems like they are kind of content with the guys that they have on the defensive side of the ball, especially their front four. They're going to be in consideration for drafting an offensive lineman. And they're going to be in a position where they're going to be looking to draft down. And who knows? Maybe the Houston Texans can move on from a premier lineman who is a left tackle in order to move up for that number one or number two pick. But John and listeners, unlike the Jacksonville Jaguars and other teams who had to tank in order to get good draft picks, there's a guy who used to wear number four for the Houston Texans who is going to bring in multiple first-round draft picks. And if they send them to the right team, they could have at least, what, three to four first-round draft picks in this upcoming draft. And, of course, that guy is Deshaun Watson. So I, I say all that just to say, just enjoy this win. Don't you get tired of hearing – the Houston Texans lost again. It's not how they, it's not the fact that they lost, it's how they lost. Just enjoy this victory Monday because there, John, to your point, there are no premier franchise changers coming out of this year's draft. And, and, and I also don't think we're going to have another victory Monday. I yeah, think they win. <laughs> I think they stay at three wins. I don't think they get another win this year. And I want to <laughs> add to this. As you mentioned, Cody, you know, with Deshaun Watson, his case is going to kick off at the top of the year. Mm-hmm. We'll see what's going to happen with that. And I would also argue if they're not able to immediately move on from, from Deshaun Watson, the Texans may look at trading back. Okay, mm-hmm. who wants the number three pick? You guys want them? Well, we will take your pick in this first year's draft, and we'll take another draft pick in, in 2022. Some teams may really want a player that they believe can come change their franchise and get them over the edge. So, you know, let's not rule out that possibility as well. Well, they can take that top five pick, use that pick, lobby it to other teams. Other teams may want to scoop in and get and switch positions. So now you may have a team that could be partic- uh, particularly, I'm sorry, now you may have a team that could be picking between 13 and 17 or whatever. You get that pick and then you get that they're uh, picking the second round as well. So now the Houston Texans will be in a position where I got this pick, I got a couple more picks I'm adding on because this team wants to jump up. We never know. They can play this very well. And Nick Nassiri is coming from a background where the New England Patriots, they do trade back. They've traded back a lot. So I know we want to look ahead. And I know a lot of you guys are still holding on to Deshaun Watson, but it's over. Hmm. It's over. And please just embrace I'm John Hickman. Follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texas and like us on Facebook. Also subscribe, like, and comment on YouTube as well. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.
You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.